ageist. I am not ageist. You, I don't know where you got that idea. You are an ageist. You had old guys throwing themselves at you all over the place. They're like, please be my boyfriend. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't want my love bought because I'm not a... Come um, on, you want it bought whore? a little bit here? No, Would I'm you like some nice clothes? No, I'm not a whore. You don't have to do anything. You can just sit on the couch naked and look at me. No, I'm not a whore. <laughs> That's what whores do. Can we take a series of pictures of us together on, uh, against a green screen, and then I can green screen the two of us on a like a European vacation? Um, no. Oh, handy. <laughs> All right, fifty bucks. Oh yay! Okay, first you have to unhook a few things. <laughs> All right, here I can use a little roller thing that shuts the line. What do you think happens? <laughs> you know the guys who go way extreme with their piercings and the stuff they embed underneath the skin on their on their dangles. Mm-hmm. When they're seventy mm-hmm. or eighty, I can only Hangs down ab- to their knees. The only thing that I can think of is is that it kind of looks like a, a tattered gym sock, <laughs> like a well used. Holy, just or kinda... like, or like when you take a sock and put stuff in it, like a like if you put a whole bunch of fucking marbles. <laughs> yeah, but loosely, <laughs> not not anything. It doesn't look stuffed tight. It just looks like it's barely holding on. I can't imagine it looks good. There are some people well, yeah, who have done some. Ex- uh, there's got to be someone out there that's interested in that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm interested in a penis that if I blow into it, sounds like a flute. <laughs> <laughs> You blow into it, you probably just blow air in the bladder because their urethra is all loose. <laughs> <laughs> no, you blow it and it sounds like one of those bird whistles. You know, the little Tweety Bird ones. It's like... How did I summon you? You used the call. It's like the guys who get the really huge gauges in their in their ears. They don't realize that when they start hitting my age, you know, old people age. Not old, but I mean, you know what I mean. You are old. You start not giving a fuck about certain stuff. And I can guarantee you that when they're hitting 50 or 60, they're not going to feel like, I got to clean my gauge. I got to put my gauge in. Take it out. I got to clean it again. I got to put it on. And I can't turn my head because it's so goddamn big. They're just going to take it out and they're just going to have these rubber bands hanging down you know the what, sides though? of their head. I, so my friend, uh, my friend, the one that I've told you about, Fargo. Yeah. Fargo, Fargo. the one that I told the story about. Hi, I'm okay. Fargo. Shortly after he went down to Florida and stayed there and I haven't seen him in quite a while. Uh-huh. He got the words animal liberation tattooed on his neck. And that was about at about at about the age of 40. He's almost he's almost 50 now. Is he almost 50? Yeah. Can you imagine he's what all, that's going to look like? He's my age? Wait a minute. He's my age? Just about. When I first met him in like 1999, he was 30 years old. Has he so. ever been gainfully employed? Um yeah. I mean, he know he can get a job. He just he just freegans all day and Ugh. eats out of fucking dumpsters and shit and mm. Mm-hmm. And like, well, now he's posting a lot of feminist stuff mm-hmm. and, and women's liberation, but I'll never forget that tattoo. Animal liberation. It's going to say that on his neck when Forever. he is 90. Yeah. If and he makes it to 90. Sag, it's going to say, I can guarantee you that if he's been free, if he's been a freegan all of his life, he's just one or two botulisms away. Your body really does hardcore try to betray you as you get older. Things that just didn't do it. Spinning around. Just standing still and spinning in a circle. You can't do it anymore. <laughs> Is that why I fell off the spinny chair the other day? Well, I think we talked about this before, about how things that used to be fun, the things that you could take, like the, the carnival ride, like the cheap convict carnivals that would come through. I used to be able to ride those things mm-hmm. like crazy. No problem. I got on one, and I was like, nope, I'm going to start throwing up. I'm going to start throwing up all over the place. <laughs> because all of your jellies... All the things that are... You know what I've noticed? What? My esophagus does not close the way it used to. <clears throat> nope, neither I, I get heartburn 
pretty frequently. Yeah. And so I have to avoid drinking a lot of soda or coffee during the day. And I, you know, I, I avoid eating pasta and stuff like that. And well, pasta sauce anyways, mm-hmm. or, or actually anything with a lot of carbs in it yeah. will cause it too. And I, I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not old yet. I'm not, I'm not just clench up. You stupid. How do you work that muscle? There's gotta be a way. There's I'll find no a YouTube way. video that will teach me how to tighten that shit up like no. Kegels. No, there's no Kegels for that. You can't control it. I know. I know. You're doomed. You're doomed. You know that, right? You're doomed. No, you're doomed. No, everybody's doomed. Already. You're doomed, you're doomed, doomed already. Doomed. Yeah. You, you're almost 50. <laughs> you refused. You, you're going to be yelling at me when you, you're starting to turn 50 and I'm going to be heading to 60 and you're like, what the fuck? Why won't my knee heal? <laughs> No, my back was, I actually, I, my I, back you, I, has been as out I under, oh my for God. four months You're out of the five it. for this year. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Your back has what? Been out four out of the five months this year. It's, we're in the, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, it has been five yeah, months. Yeah, yeah. Out as in what? It's sore, as the in muscles in are sore? As in in spasm. As in, oh, I feel good, I'm going to get up. And you turn, you just do something normal, like turn to pick up a knife. And it goes, nope, fuck you. And then it goes into spasm and it hurts the rest of the day. Nice. The only thing you can do is maybe lay down and try to ignore it. There's a reason why there's an opioid epidemic. Number one, because in the old days when your back hurt, you just went, fuck it, my back hurts, but I got to keep going. Now, if your back hurts, you go to your doctor and you go, my back hurts. And they go, here, Oxycontin, here. I wouldn't use them. I would just sell them. What's the one that's 500 times more powerful than morphine? Is it fentanyl? Oh, fentanyl. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Fentanyl is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I once actually saw a nurse lick a fentanyl patch and then put it back on some... After they took it off somebody's body but, and then put it back. Because they needed... That's the... how badly she needed dope. Jesus Christ. Yep. If if the fentanyl Needless patch... to say, she's not a nurse anymore. Yeah, I would imagine not because you can't really maintain that kind of... That level of addiction and be functional. No, no, no. It's because I told. <laughs> you little rat. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? That's that. That was an old person's medication to keep them from feeling, you know, not just back pain, but back pain and their bones are grinding together. No, you do not fucking do that. You did the right thing. I know I did. Don't try to make me feel bad. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. Just because they immediately went out to the street and had to crush up aspirin and to snort it just to feel normal. I don't know if that would even work. I have is no... that something that you do? Is I don't know how drugs it? work. I honest, You know what I did once? This is the worst thing ever. And if you guys want to know how, how caustic aspirin is... I I was so tired and so sick that I fell asleep with a regular aspirin in my mouth, right? Mm. And in the place where it rested in my mouth, it was like tucked in between my gum and my uh, my cheek, burned a hole in both of them. Like burned a hole in both. I wonder why that is though. That like I didn't know that aspirin could do something. It's acid. Like that. What is what is the what is it called? It's a psilocytic acid, but oh, it's I don't know. but it's in pill form. So it's very caustic. That's why when you take it, your stomach bleeds and you sometimes you can feel a little nauseous. Sometimes I can, you can yeah. Yeah, but this is the thing. They've turned it around again, and aspirin is actually the best one for you. Uh, I see a ibuprofen destroys your intestines and liver. Acetaminophen. Oh, destroys ibuprofen. Your liver. Oh, Tylenol is in so much trouble. Yeah, Tylenol is. But in guess, s- but guess what's the one that's still recommended? Aspirin. Um, aspirin. Aspirin yep. just makes your tummy upset. It doesn't destroy the rest of your body. But it does. It does. You know, it does. It is actually a very powerful blood thinner. Oh, I know. It'll, it actually affects your body for like a week. Yeah, that's so. why when people have to, when 
them when they recommend people taking aspirin, it's baby aspirin. Now, what's or, okay? Here's a question. Hmm. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll tell you a little little story here. Okay. Now, I, I remember um, taking a I remember taking a ride with my brother and some of his friends to go get some illicit drugs in an area of Worcester called the Great Brook Valley, okay. which used to be a horrible horrible place to be especially if you were a white kid on the ride through why not because not it sounds like you, a pleasant you'll, you'll, place no no no. listen okay if you drive through and the cops are waiting there they go oh, what is that group of white kids doing what are they going into that area for they uh. don't belong there now on this particular night they didn't pull anybody over but we had to be cautious i was just sitting in the back thinking they were going to buy some weed uh-huh. so <clears throat> a couple of my friends they go inside of a little you know these are like these are low-income housing stacked on low-income housing stacked on low-income okay. housing. So they go inside of this house, and then they come out with little baggies filled with a white substance. Uh-oh. And they is decide the best place. Yes, yeah, sure. They decide that the best place that they can do this is at my father's house because he's gone. Oh, boy. Tis heroin, my friend. Tis heroin. Huzzah! Huzzah! So <laughs> one of them... One of them goes off into a room and says, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna snort this dope and I'm gonna go to sleep." Mm. They go and do that, but I watch another friend, another friend do it. Uh-huh. Right? He is, he is like the one of the most popular kids in school. Everybody loves him. He's he's on the basketball and all the other teams. Yet he, you know, he's my brother's friend. Yeah. Um, just to give you an idea of like my, you know, the variation of my brother's friends. Right. Anyways, so he puts it on his little what do you call that meaty part between your thumb and your your, your index finger? I don't know. It's just the, 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 the it's your finger taint. Anyway. The finger tank <laughs> gives himself a bump and he's standing up tall and all of a sudden he melts down well that's what heroin does baby. and then he lays on the couch mm-hmm. and i'm thinking he turns white as a ghost i had never seen the color leave somebody's body wow this was something i had never i was only like 16 17 mm-hmm. never seen this happen and then he turned white and his lips turned purple and i was like are you okay and he, he would every few minutes he perked go, I'm, i am so fine uh-huh i'm, I'm so good right now But don't you do this, little Blake. You should have jerked him off. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what what is the most hardcore drug you've ever watched someone do? Coke. Coke? Yeah. And what happened to them, though? Well, I mean, someone that I know, or I've seen people smoke crack. I lived in the city. People would be smoking crack right out on the street. Um, You'd walk in, and there'd (laughs) there'd be someone with their pants down, literally their pants off, who have fallen asleep, um, shooting heroin into their thigh on on, on Muni. And they're just like completely passed out, and they've still got a needle in them, and no one's coming to pick them up yet. I mean, I've seen or seen the after effects of. I don't. I haven't knowingly known anybody who does dope. My mom did coke when I was growing up, but I mean that was that was the seventies, man. <laughs> it's okay because it was. The, it's okay because it was mom. Well, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> and so long as she put, sent some my way, I wasn't gonna rat her out. Sure. No, I mean I didn't. Mom, did I've, you bring home the coke? I need the coke. Can you give me the coke? Can I have the the coke? only illicit drug that I've ever done is is marijuana. I've never done LSD or or shrooms or anything like that. I remember I've never, I've never what touched I thought any was an LSD tab, I've, and nothing happened. I've never touched any of the opioids. So wait, so you've never even taken like an oxycontin? No, or Vicodin or no, hmm. no, not even after oral even surgery. I'll, I'll say no. I don't need it. Thank you. If I if wow. I have mouth pain, I'll take a I'll take a thing. My my pain threshold is very very high. So Mine's when, low, huh? <laughs> I is think it? we went over this in dry. Yeah, I think we passing, have passing stones in dry anus, Nevada. <laughs> You're like, like ow. Mine's very my ability to tolerate. I'm not saying I don't have it, my bit, but my ability ability to tolerate it is pretty high. Mm-hmm. So, hey, you want to do a show? Nah, really. <laughs> 
I gotta yes, fix for the doing light a shout. here because this this light is bugging me out because it oscillates. Fine, you move the light. I'm gonna count us down in three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let Me Finish Two Men, One Story. One million interruptions. I am Jason Hardy. And I am Atticus Blake. And last week, I fucked this part up good, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, but I just talked over this one, so we're even, I guess. Eh, that's fine. Anyway, on this show, it's fairly simple. Atticus has 30 minutes to tell a story, and I have 30 minutes to prevent him from doing so. If at any time you hear this sound, <coughs> that means that Atticus has run out of time. And I have one. And if you don't hear that sound, that means he is one. Atticus, what are we doing? What are we doing? What tonight, are we doing tonight? we are doing a thing I haven't done in over a year. Maybe two years at this point. Poop we are doing up. an episode of Ruined. Sorry, we're doing what? What did you say? I said poop standing up. What did you say? We're doing an episode of Ruined. We haven't done Ruined in three years, dude. What, what was the last one? I think it was Terminator Old Boy. Genesis? I think it was Old Boy. Hammered hammering on Old Boy? Maybe, I don't know. It's been a long time. Hey guys, guess why we're doing it? Because no one's sending us any stories. And you don't want to hear picket fences, Jason. So I found something that was equally bad and painful and... Mm, num num num! I'm gonna eat up your pain. Okay, if for those people who have not heard us, this is when he takes a movie and he ruins it for me because, because I, I know that one he'll never watch it. Yeah, and probably two, never watch it. And two, it's really fun. Usually, I choose Christian movies, and I have one tonight. It's a Christian movie. I am doing, and I am doing a a ruined of the movie The Shack 2017. Hold the on, a love second. shack. Let me, no, The Shack, written the movie that is made after the uh, based on the best-selling novel by the same title, uh, uh, starring Sam Worthington, Octavia Spencer, Tim McGraw. Nope. Rod- you know who Sam Worthington is? I don't. Who is he? He's the he's the Terminator from from Terminator Genesis. I didn't see that. Please don't. Please. I didn't. Why? You don't know who Octavia Spencer is. I'm familiar with the name. Is she like a... She won a fucking Academy Award. For what? The help. (laughs) So she went from the shack... Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. She went from the help to the shack? Let me finish this. What I'm saying. Okay. I haven't even started Let Me Finish and you're already talking over me. No, because I'm telling you that this movie actually had a huge budget. And a lot of money behind it, because it is like a lighthearted approach to understanding Christianity. It was in theaters. It made quite a bit of money, too. It made more money than God's Not Dead. Oh, that's great. <clears throat> it's It also stars Tim McGraw, Rada okay. Mitchell, mm-hmm. and a man named Abraham Aviva Lush, which I think is his first movie, directed by Stuart Heldzine. No, I don't know. Anyway, it's my turn. Okay. Hey, Jeff, have you ever heard of this movie? Because I've never heard of this fucking movie. I'm sure it was a best-selling book that was on the bestseller list for the best-selling long-ass time and if Jason didn't hear about it or at least see it in a bookstore, then he's fucking blind. No, I'm not blind. I just I don't read Christian books, so why would it even be on my radar? No, no, no. See, that was the beauty of this book, is yeah. the fact that it wasn't advertised as a Christian book. Was- That's why it sold so well, and it's Full of shitty apologetics. Is that why it's called the hacky, sh- it's hacky sack? No, it's called the shack. Okay. All right, well. Anyways, let me bedinga this. Oh, bedinga it. Bedinga. Yay! I got my popcorn and I'm got my sodies. I'm going to sit down. You have to do the previews, too. I have to do the what? The you have previews? to do the previews to the movie. No. Yes, you do do it. In 2019. Yeah. 
a man will redirect traffic 1965's novel dune Ooh, that's actually coming true what do you mean it's coming true the man who directed arrival is is directing a, a new version of dune oh even longer and more boring <laughs> You're, like, really trying to hurt my feelings tonight. What's going on? No, what I'm saying is Arrival, for some people, seemed long. I love the movie. that's because they didn't understand the philosophical content, and it's too dumb. No, for some people, it was just long. For me, I loved it. I thought it was great. I'm actually never like that. I'm just just kidding. If they didn't like it, they didn't like it. I enjoyed it. I know. I enjoyed it, too. It's like when people are like, if you don't like Rick and Morty... It was a little little tough at times for me to watch, but, I mean, I still liked it. It was like an overcooked steak. <laughs> covered in ketchup. I mean, what's going to be interesting is is his cinematography with Dune, and then pairing that with whoever they get to design the the the, the book, the the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They got to bring H.R. Geiger back to life for that. <laughs> oh, Anyways. hi! Everything is a vagina mouth. <laughs> Hold on a second. I can make this jagged and round at the same time. Hold on. Mm. Wait. <laughs> Everything has to look like it's made out of volcanic glass or organ meat. <laughs> <laughs> or penises in between boobs. <laughs> First, I must varnish this set with my semen. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. Okay. Anyway, we open on the shack. And the narrator what? is Tim. Is it a Tim, shack shack? It's a shack in the woods. Okay. Oh, that's kinky. And the narrator is Tim McGraw. Who's that again? Tim McGraw is a cunty country singer. <laughs> cunty, 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 cunty. He's not the main character, but the main oh. character is a person named Mac. Okay. Then all of a sudden, so he's 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 giving an overture about how his friend Mac spent the weekend at a shack with God. Mac what? spent a weekend at the shack with God, and how he be skeptical. You'd be skeptical too if your best friend told you that. But here's his story. I, I would and then be more all of than a sudden, skeptical. <laughs> there's then all of a sudden there's a flashback to when Mac was a kid Boink. in the '60s. Oh, okay. Running so, to his so farm. They, home. Let me guess. They play some stupid '60s song right at the beginning so that everyone knows it's the 60s, right? I don't know if it's supposed to be the 60s or the 70s, but I know that he's a young kid and they're on a farm. So what okay. does that remind you of? Picket fences. Yeah, maybe. Anyways. I anyway. don't remember there being any farms and picket fences, though. That's true. It was just was like a suburban enough. town out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> All right, so he runs up to the house and he sees his father in the doorway beating his mother. Ooh, but he was a church going man. <laughs> so he's beating her with a Bible with his dick out. Yes, exactly. And then, uh, so instead of witness- watching this for any longer, he goes to the black neighbor's house, which is apparently allowed. And a thing. Yeah, he goes to that neighbor's house and she lets him eat pie and tea. And then she explains, Ooh, well... wait, her pie? It's And this is Octavia Spencer's part. Oh, it's chocolate pie! <laughs> And she says, she says, you know, you know, Mac, fathers aren't supposed to do that to their wives. Uh-huh. And he's like, hello. I like anyways, pie. <laughs> anyways, she says to talk to God because he's always listening and that will make him feel better. Uh-huh. So at church, we then go to church. He tells the pastor about the drinking in front of everyone uh-huh. and he can't make him stop drinking. So then we cut to another scene of the rain and there's this tree stabbing the sky and his son is tied to the tree and he's hitting him and whipping him. What? And he's saying, why do you embarrass me in front of my people? Yeah. yeah okay. Well, I mean, well, it's Christian, so they got to lay it on thick. They got to they gotta make it 
seem like that. The most horrible things can be overcome with Christianity, especially the horrible thing that's about to happen to this guy. Okay, what? Oh no, I gotta keep going. It takes um, a while to get there. Snore, not a while. So he's forcing him to, to speak, you know, Bible verses. He's saying, obey your parents and everything because because this pleases the Lord. And that's actually a Bible verse. I don't know which one. Okay. Um. Then he goes into the barn, and then they show a scene of him going into the barn and poisoning his father's liquor with um with strychnine. Yeah. So I'm guessing he I'm guessing he killed his dad. That's exactly. He learned. The, he learned. The first things. time I had to watch this twice. <laughs> the first time I watched it, I was like, so he fucking he fucking kills his dad. Hooray! This is a great movie. He doesn't go to jail. Nobody asks how it happened. The father just dies huh? anyway. And then the narrator's like, 13 is way too young to be all grown up. Yeah. So anyway, we flash to him him and his wife in bed, and they say he's married 18 years. They introduce the kid. Yeah. The boy is the oldest, and then he has two younger girls. The little mm-hmm. one, they're headed off to church. They're all getting ready for church, you know, dressed and pressed in their Sunday best. If God is always with us, then why does he care if we're late for church, Mom? Mom, God cares because your mama cares. And I'm like this, uh, yeah, because you're making that shit up. I don't anyway. understand what she said. She's saying the daughter is asking, why does God care if they're late for church? If mm-hmm. He's everywhere. But I don't understand her answer. God cares because answer- mama cares. And I'm saying, um, exactly. Uh, yeah. Because her, his, her mother's just making up the rules as she goes along. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. All right. So at church, we find out that the narrator is the best friend at the mm. door and he's handing out pamphlets and, um, pamphlets. He's handing out, you know, you, the, the church, the, every morning, every Sunday morning, they hand out a church pamphlet of what's going to, the service is going to be. About. I don't know that. All right. Well, you need to be explained a little learning about Christianity. Okay. I don't care. When do you when do you burn it down? When do you burn it down? When's, and when then the narrator, uh, well, in the middle after they hand around the plates, that's when each person strikes a match. And if somebody oh, gets yay, one, cool. If you get one lit on the first fingernail touch, then you get to burn a Bible. <laughs> All right, so the narrator says, he didn't know God the way Nan did. Nan is the wife. That's her name, Nan. I think it's Nan. It's short for Who Nancy. didn't know God? The dip- Nan, the, the wife. Hus- no, no, no. No, no, the, the husband. He's, oh. The, whenever the narrator's talking about anybody, he's talking about the main character. Okay, and what, who is the main character? Who plays the main character? Mac, Sam Worthington. Oh, Sam Worthington. Because you haven't who, seen by the way, Sam Worthington and yet. This, and this bothers the shit out of me. Why? Sam Worthington is hot as fuck. Well, now picture Google him, like, him later, Jason. wearing his church shirt, you know. And he's a famous him. actor that has been in in movies with people like like fucking like amazing other actors. He's like a famous actor, not not Kevin Sorbo. I lost everything and now I'm doing Christian movies. Famous, like this guy's still famous, uh-huh. and he could continue to be famous. Well, they can afford to pay him, and he didn't really bother to read the script. So, <clears throat> well, I also have a feeling he might be Christian, so that might be the issue. Maybe. And, 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 and the one thing I want, okay, and I will say about this movie, mm-hmm. it is well acted. It's oh, not good. bad. Okay, it is. It is the cinematography is is pretty good. It's mm-hmm. it's on point. The color matches throughout each scene. It's not it's not disjointed. The digital effects aren't horrible. I mean, they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's well directed. Good. However, the content and the script and the story that it's based on is nothing but a goddamn God apology for apologizing for why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? That's yeah, essentially well, what it is. I'm bored because nothing in this movie, nothing has happened in this movie. Okay. Except a little kid well, maybe, if you, maybe you gotta, poison somebody. Okay, anyway. 
he's a distant father because he knows he killed his dad. I think that's the reason. Oh, and he's just still carrying that around with him? Yeah. Okay. So uh, they they say, uh, the, the narrator says, then the sadness came uninvited. And they switch to sometime in the future after this horrible event with the father, which I'll reveal in a minute. They're jumping around everywhere. It's snowing now, and he's on the phone with Nan, and he's telling her not to drive because he's so cautious now. Uh-oh. Um, he looks at a photo of his of his little girl, and she's mm. obviously gone. So that's that's pretty much you know what we're getting at here. Wait, the little girl's gone. Little girl has been abducted. Someone has abducted her their child. I'm well. They don't explain that yet. They oh, don't explain okay. That yet. I'm explaining it to you because okay, thank you. it's ruined. It's not. It's not. You said you were getting bored. So was it gypsies or aliens? Um, it was a serial killer. Oh. <gasps> Anyways, so he uh, he's he's using his snowblower, and all of a sudden his snowblower runs out of gas. So he goes across the street to the narrator's house, who is Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw opens the door, and he he invites him to dinner after giving him some gas. And mm. he goes, "No, thanks for the gas. I don't want to. I don't want to be a part of your life because you know I've lost everything." Yeah. Which Look is a, you know, mm-hmm. which, well, which is what I mean. If if that happened to my dog, I probably wouldn't want to hang out with my neighbors either. I wouldn't want to so, hang out with my Christian ones. That's for dang sure. I wouldn't want to ha- hang out with. Tim McGraw. No. So anyway, there's a note in the mailbox. So he takes the note out of the mailbox, and it, it's just a folded piece of paper, mm-hmm. and it says, "Dear Mac, it's been a while. I've missed you. I'll be at the shack next week weekend if you want to meet up, oh, Papa." God. That's what that's what they call God throughout the whole movie, Papa. Uh huh. And then as he's walking inside, looking at this note, he slips on the ice and falls down. The end? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> So then they go back to the summer. They're packing for a trip, <sighs> and Mom isn't going. They uh, and they're on this. He's got the three kids in the back, and he's just tra la 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 driving along. And all of a sudden, they, they, the, the, the children go, let's stop at Mentaltnuck Falls. I don't know if this is a real place. Let's see the falls. Uh-huh. And the son's like, we can tell the, the little girl the story of the Indian princess. Oh, God. <clears throat> So they go to these falls, and he's standing there, and they're watching this beautiful, picturesque scene, and and he tells the story. The Indian princess is Got really pretty. Got smallpox and died. The end. <laughs> and they were, white settlers killed all of her relatives, and she starved to death because she couldn't feed herself. <laughs> and now her name is a, sh- a shitty town name in some suburban area <laughs> that they pronounce wrong. All right, so he tells the story of the Indian princess, and the uh-huh. first thing he talks about when talking about this princess is how beautiful she is. And of the course. daughter's like, mm-hmm, because that's all that matters with us little girls. Yeah. Anyways, there's a great sickness over the land, and the illness can only be stopped by sacrificing the princess. Of course. So she climbed onto the rocks at the top of the falls and jumped. What a terrible fucking story to tell a child. This is the tor- story of, <laughs> let's tell her this story. Yeah. Um, okay, so, but the chief's men got better because she made a sacrifice. He cried, and the great spirit made his tears into the waterfall that they're seeing now. That's what it is. Oh, what a okay. great story. So, anyway, they go to a place called Walla Walla Lake, which I actually think is a real place. Uh huh. Um, some dude walks up, and I, this guy just comes into the scene. And, <laughs> 
and and he's like the the father is struggling with with trying to pull out one of those pop tents that you you know like the the tents that you fold up inside of the little trailer and carry behind a car yeah it's like a full pop tent that you sleep in with like five people right and he's he's struggling to pull it out this guy walks up and he's like here let me help you with that and he pulls it out and he helps him pull it out and he's like my name is neil and he says come by with to my place and roast some marshmallows so they no. do <laughs> no i fucking hate you now remember no, this is before the tragedy <laughs> this is before the tragedy so but he's neil's be... the one that abducted their kid you know what bothers me about it my uncle who died yeah that was his name neil, neil? yeah mm. yeah yeah i'm sorry yeah i know but i i just I, I don't know i'm just not i'm like i'm in a really weird mood watching this movie in the first place just because it, it was a month ago he passed away and i'm still oh. i'm still thinking about going back and my family being all the church stuff and the christian stuff and how they're saying they're gonna see my uncle again in heaven and i mm-hmm. have to sit there and go no you're you're not you're not but my mother asked me she's like she's like you so what do you feel about this i mean you don't believe we talked about this for you yeah anyway i I can get i can tell a story all right i won't tell a story (laughs) she asked me if i knew where he was where my uncle was and i'm like i don't know yeah that's an honest answer he's he's dead he's gone Uh, anyway that's honest too anyway so i i well this this movie it it, the reason it i just fucking hate it i fucking hate (laughs) it and I want you to hate it with me. Wow. Oh, because yeah. event- essentially what they're explaining away is 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 what just happened to me. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyways, there's guitar music by the fire with this family and they're singing tra la 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 Everyone keeps singing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, then the daughter comes up to the father and he's at the fire and she goes, can we go pray to Papa now? And then, and they're like, Papa, what's she talking about? And and he's like, that's Nan's name for God, not mine. Ha 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 ha. Anyway. So Isn't she just cute? He prays with he yeah he prays with the, the little girl and he says when a tar, a star twinkles pray a prayer is answered in heaven no nope. and then the little daughter goes how come the Indian princess had to die what she and then he's like well what she did save the people and he and he says it might be true and she says but dying Jesus dying is true right and he goes if it's in the Bible it must be true ah. and, and then she goes how come God is so mean he made Jesus die on the cross and then he goes well your mom will have a better answer for you because <laughs> i i don't really believe in any of this horse miss little girl oh no i think he believes it. he just doesn't it's just he's just like a light-hearted wishy never thought Christian. about it <laughs> oh and later it gets even worse he's totally gonna he's gonna so there's like you ever so there's like a an exit sign that says logic and reason i mean uh no there's a yeah. straightaway that says logic and reason and uh-huh. an exit sign that says fuck that shit <laughs> and, and then and then like a car just veers off see i kind of want to re- already want to remake this movie so that i'm a serial killer slowly picking off the family by leaving notes saying meet me at the shack papa <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then the daughter asks, will I ever have to jump off a cliff? Would God ask me to? No, mm. he wouldn't. Good night. Anyway. No, he wouldn't. Well, maybe. Next, Probably next, would. I, well, they make it seem like he's packing up after a quick a quick short thing, and, and it's time to leave, but he says, let's pack up, and the, the mm-hmm. he looks out onto the, the, the water, and his daughter's standing in a boat, and, and she's dancing around, and all of a sudden, the boat overturns, and, and under the, the boat smacks the sun in the head such that he's actually drowning. Uh-huh. Right? So the father dives in to save him and leaving the little girl who's coloring at the table unattended. Okay. He saves his son with with chest compressions and and his son caught which is which I really love because they're actually doing it the right way. You don't yeah. if a person has water in their lungs, the heartbeat will restart if you do the compressions and then they'll exhale yeah. the water. Anyway. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, they go back to the, 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 the dock and the little girl's missing. So they search around. He asks his friend, his new friend, Neil, to look and he can't mm-hmm. find him. Yeah, of course And the little girl's name is Missy. Mm-hmm. So they call the police. Missy's the police, missing. Oh, boy. The police come and they, and, and they're like, okay, and they're doing the little huddle and what should we do? And they're searching around and, mm-hmm. and they go to, is there anything? She was sitting right there and, and he's like, yeah, she was sitting right there at the, you know, the little table coloring. And he goes, that's not hers. It's like a little ladybug pin mm-hmm. he holds it up and he's and we're like oh this is like the serial killer's mark and they're like the police are like that's not hers and so that later later he's walking up to the police going what are you doing about this and the and the police officer tells him pretty much privileged information uh... he says mr phillips that thing is a sign that it's been a, he, she's been abducted by a serial killer that's taken five little girls in the area <laughs> and his trademark is a pin leaving him behind a, a pin with a ladybug attached here's a funny thing if there literally was someone stealing little girls in an area yeah everybody in the fuck fucking country would know that <laughs> yeah yep but i forgot this is a dumb shit movie that doesn't actually uh you know it's not real life at all so they need this to be a, a well-kept secret not when people drive into well, this well, area what i what i'm what i'm thinking though is that 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 particular thing is probably privileged information something that only the serial killer and the family oh no no I, I agree with you but what i'm they, saying is is that if the FBI knew that there was a, an area of town where very obviously a serial abductor or serial killer was abducting little children. Everyone in the fucking country would know about it. This thing would be a massive story, mm-hmm. but not in this not in this world that they portray. It's a well kept secret. Yeah. So they end up going to the town the town school to mm-hmm. set up. You know, because I think that the FBI, I think they're the FBI, get involved. Um, and and they're they're doing the search team, and then the mom comes, and and uh, we see we see. Sam Worthington crying on her shoulder about how it's all his fault and obviously mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's really sad because he had to choose he had to choose between one child and two other so this is where Christians get the trolley problem wrong what do you mean? You know the trolley problem. Well, the yeah, the trolley. Pro- the trolley po- problem isn't isn't a solvable problem. It's a it's a test of you know. It's it's basically a moral quandary. If the, for the people who don't know, the trolley problem goes something like this: you, uh, let's see, you um, are standing next to some railroad tracks. You're standing technically. You're standing above them, and you can look down and you can see that a train is coming. Now, um, if you if the train keeps going the way it's going, it's going to hit someone who's working on one of the tracks. No, no, no. It's going to hit... Is, no, no, no. It's going to no, no, no. hit five people. It's going to hit... That's right. It's going to hit five people. But if you pull the lever, it's going to change the tracks and the train will be diverted and it's going to hit only one person. And there's... It's it's happening too quickly. You can't yell out to them. You can't stop it. You have to make a decision. Right? So this is posed to an individual and they say... Oh, and the majority of people will say, well, yeah, that's an even exchange. You, uh, you're you sacrificing one person for five. There is a second part to this question that goes something like this you're standing up above and you're standing above the two you're standing above one set of tracks there is someone standing next to you and the train is coming and the option is either you let the train go and it hits five people or you physically push the person off the ledge and onto the tracks and that will derail the train and cause and cause the train to stop and not kill those five people people have a harder time with that one than they do with pulling a lever that's the so sum now, total now of my, the experiment. my my thing is one is there really 
Generally, because you come upon this this lever, mm-hmm. you are not automatically accountable for doing or not doing anything. But because it's going, it's what you don't like that. I I've I've thought about this a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that just because you have the ability to pull the lever does not mean that you have to. If you had not happened upon it, what about what, what about you? Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It would hit those five people. But right. because you happen to be there, all of a sudden now you have to make a choice. Yes, you do. No, you don't. Yeah, you do because you're a social creature. It is what instinctive I'm, in you to do something. And what I'm what, saying is. Whether you do or not do anything, I don't think that you're accountable for what happens. Whether you do or do not do something, I think the law would beg to differ. However, if so, the law would come in and say, "Oh, you happened upon a track, and it was too late. It was too late for you to scream for them." So, if, if you didn't pull the lever, that automatically makes you accountable for five dead people. If you had the ability to, I don't know. I disagree with that. Mm, I don't I, because it was going to hit them anyway. No, if you had the ability to stop something, if you had the ability to prevent something um then you would be i think you would be found liable um and jason is my conscience so here yeah that's what i wanted him that's what i was waiting for you to say (laughs) because because this is this is my this is my my quandary through this whole thing yeah this is an apology for god letting this happen Mm -hmm. now we'll we'll continue on and then i'll come back to that same stupid quandary okay All Come right. on, Pinocchio. All right. I'm I'm coming, <laughs> Jiminy. Shut the fuck up, you asshole. Whatever. Fuck. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay, but I want you to know that my eventual conclusion is that, yes, if you happen upon this, mm-hmm. you are... I don't want to be accountable, Yeah. but you are if you can See, do the something problem with the, the problem with that argument is if you change the situation, technically the problem is the same. However, for example, you come across... You're walking through the woods and you come across someone has... Um, dug a tiger trap, right? Mm-hmm. But in, at the bottom of the tiger trap, what's not down there is a tiger, but five people, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you decide to just walk away, you can use the argument, well, I mean, it's just the same as if no, I never found it. So it doesn't matter if I help them or not. And you just walk away. That is a, that is, now I don't like using morals because I think Yeah, but is something, something bad going to happen to them if you leave? They'll probably starve to death. <laughs> Oh, okay. Right. Oh. <laughs> you know, they're they're not doing well. They're just you know. <laughs> you know now I would go get the bucket on the string and and lower the lotion. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it rubs the lotion. Which on one of skin. you wants out the worst? This is okay. the dumbest trolley problem ever. <laughs> Why did they ask Buffalo Bill to do something? But it's like questions like that that made that that helps them determine who is a sociopath and a psychopath. Are the kind of answers they get from from those kinds of questions? I don't know. I mean, part of me still thinks that it. it I mean, why? Like, why? Hmm. So if I pulled the switch, but I would still be then accountable for the death of one person. Yes, you would. See, one of the interesting things about changing it from pulling a switch to pushing someone is that when they do it, when they ask this question and they've uh, connected people up and they're taking a look at their brain activity, the, the, what the brain does changes drastically between the two different scenarios. If it's pulling a lever, the brain seems to be okay with it because it's distance. It's something that you can do. It's not a physical thing. The minute you change to something that you have to physically do to another person, parts of the brain light up and go crazy. And what they're saying 
saying is, is that it is actually an argument between our newer selves, the ones that can disassociate through technology or through something else, and our older primitive self, more primitive selves that are like, we're social creatures, you don't fucking do that. You don't physically kill anybody. It's why they say that it's easier to kill someone with a gun than strangle them. And it's not because it's physically more difficult, it's because you're actually having to lay your hands on someone and, you know, basically be right next to them and do something that that is that close and that intimate is much more difficult than standing so far away and shooting and killing them from a distance. Mm -hmm. There's a a distance involved. It's still an abstract concept to our brain that if I pull a trigger, someone 50 yards away is going to fall down dead. That's still not really something in our heads that we have connected. Mm -hmm. But if you walk up and you start beating someone to death... That's a little bit different. That's that's yeah. that's a kind of anger. So this is this is what I'm trying to say though. It's yeah. this is where Christians get the trolley problem wrong. Okay. Okay. Anyways, well I think because what they're trying to say is that whatever happened after he went go swimming was mm. in was in God's hands but not God's fault. I yeah, don't see I know. how that's possible, but No, no, no. Yeah. Anyway. So, um they they come to the father after he's cried his eyes out on his wife's shoulders and they explain we found a truck in the mountains. Let's go and they bring him to the shack. What? Are they bring t- him there after they haven't even gathered evidence. They haven't uh-huh. looked around. They they just show him looking through the woods with the with the FBI lady and then, and they 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 drop him off in a fucking helicopter. They come upon the shack uh-huh. and and uh he looks in he looks inside of the cabin and on next to the cabin is a piece of the girl's red dress like scratched onto a nail. You know what I mean like it just got yeah, caught yeah. and a piece uh-huh. of it's there. Yeah. And there's blood on the floor with her dress on the in the middle of the fucking floor oh, and i'm like nobody would bring the no one does this there. no, no, one no would do that. Yeah. okay so then he wakes up he wakes up on the ice back home back at home with the note in his hand mm. he goes inside they jump around so much they wash the blood off he washes the blood off himself and he bangs on his neighbor's door and and and, and he goes and he's like did you send me this note and he's like no obviously not <laughs> well who else knows about the shack and and papa and all that shit and then the tim mcgraw's like well only god right and, and then the, what i think wink what audience th- wink <laughs> well what i'm thinking is it's the killer teasing them now yeah i have that's... to say I, I i i'm trying to be surprised but my cousin actually gave me this book about uh-huh. 10 years ago to read because he thought that it would reinvigorate my right, christianity right. and at the yeah. time when i read it i was still thinking like a christian uh-huh. and he was like well i think it's a beautiful way of explaining god and stuff and blah 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 and i and I, so I knew I, it's spoiled for me. The story is exactly the same. Yeah. But I'm, I'm like, what he should be saying is it sure, it sure might be the killer. Like that'd be the yeah, first that thing. Would, that would have think. been the first thing I would have said. Yeah. So anyway, he looks over and he says, yeah, but there's no tracks in the snow to the, to the mailbox. Oh, so it boy. must have been God. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway. The family Wait, the comes neighbor home. says this? Yeah, the neighbor. No, no, okay. he says there's no tracks in the snow, so... Okay. Anyway. So the family, the, the rest of the family comes home from whatever trip... They go on a lot of fucking trips in this. Yeah. It's just no one seems to trips. work. <laughs> anyway, the family comes home, and the, wi- the wife sees the letter in his hand, and he hides it, and... They say Kate will be be home soon, and this is the older daughter. And the son, the son How walks over. How many fucking children do they have again? Three. Okay. So anyway, the son walks over and he says, "Dad, can I go to Allie's?" And he says, "No," because he he doesn't want anything bad to happen to his children. And he wants, right. even though they just went on a fucking trip without him. Anyways, okay. the girl Kate comes home and she's all frumpy and sad, which is you know something normal for a teenager. Both the son and the daughter, normal fucking teenagers. He just wants to see his girlfriend because it'll make him feel better. And the daughter. Yeah 
is frumpy because she her fucking little sister died. Right. So it's like this is normal. Now remember that for later on when we talk mm-hmm. about this. He he says hi and she kind of ignores him and goes, "Can I go now?" And then the the wife talks. To, I don't really understand this, but the do- the wife talks to the daughter, uh, uh. talks to the husband about taking the daughter to the uncles for the weekend. For okay. one reason, because they take a lot of trips. I have no idea. They, because yeah, because that's what families do, I guess. Yeah. So he goes to the post office to ask about the the piece of mail, and they're like, "Well, there's no stamp. A stamp. We can't tell where it came from." Yeah, idiot. You should have been able to tell that yourself. There's no stamp on it. <laughs> Anyways. So he they so then we cut scene to a diner and he's sitting there in uh. front of his his neighbor Tim McGraw again and he mm-hmm. goes can I borrow your four wheel drive Tim McGraw's like are you're going up to the shack aren't you and then and then now the neighbor goes don't do it it might be the killer taunting you mm-hmm. <coughs> and then eventually they go well do you think it actually might be God ha 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 I wonder if that's what it's gonna be okay so then the wife is packing up again with the daughter and. And, uh, Are he, they going on a trip? <laughs> yeah, they're going on a trip to the uncles. What the fuck? Oh, ever. right, right, yeah. Okay, and and he's he's planning on going up to the mountain with his friends. Yeah. So before the wife leaves, she's like, "I know that you're wrestling with something," and I'm thinking, "Yeah, duh, fucking duh." Yeah, my dick. <laughs> <laughs> He flip whips it out and thumps it into her stupid face. I wrestle with it every night because you won't. <coughs> it's your fault. I need to empty my balls into something. We can make a replacement right now. Anyways, the friend shows up. They're ready to go. And they uh, have a gun packed. Okay, of just course. Just in case it's the killer. Yeah. He says, can you, he tells the friend, can you go get the fishing pole so that she has, so they have something to do when they find out that he's crazy and there's nothing there. And he right. leaves the friend behind as the friend goes to the garage. He drives away. So he just so, leaves with all the everything. Yeah. Okay. So then he, he drives. He, you can see the scenery again. He drives by the falls. And, and then we see Walla oh, Walla boy. Lake. And then and then he almost runs through a stop sign and almost gets hit by a fucking Mack truck because he's so engrossed in, in thinking about the horrible shit that's going on in his life. Yeah. Which I think is perfectly normal. Yeah. It's a perfectly normal thing to happen. Anyways. So he comes upon the cabin with the, the gun drawn and, and in the, the, the shack and realizes it's so run down that there's snow inside of it and there's no one there uh-huh. there's no one there so uh he goes in and there's nobody there and there's the blood is still on the floor How? for some reason like a year later i don't know okay anyways and then he says out loud that they never found her body anyway to nobody yeah to himself okay he, he was talking while well, he was talking to the killer he's like you didn't even let me find her body for a proper burial mm-hmm. i'm sorry i keep giving this guy a southern accent and he doesn't, he doesn't have, have one. one throughout the entire show the movie whatever so he points the gun at himself like he's going to shoot himself in the head. Oh! And then he hears footsteps approach. Uh-huh. He, goes, he points the gun, and it's a deer walking by. Okay. And then it leaves. And he, Hello, it, I'm God. <laughs> he stands out on the front porch, and he says, why Why didn't you show up? You didn't have the guts to show up. And he tears mm. up the note and throws it all over the ground. Anyways, nom, nom, nom. he's in the woods, headed back to his truck, and all of a sudden he sees somebody else walking by. He has his gun drawn, and then all of a sudden we pan and see a Middle Eastern man just standing there in the woods with a jacket on and in the snow Uh, and all this kind of shit. Yeah. The man turns around and he says, you can come inside. There's a warm fire. And he's like, what? And he said, where? This person (laughs) is supposed to be Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. Well, at least he's a Middle Eastern man. Mm. And then as they're walking, yeah, that's true. I have these in the wrong ears. Can't hear you. So anyway, as he's walking back down the trail towards the shack following this guy, the snow covered trail turns into a spring forest trail with flowers and trees blooming and everything. Neat. 
Okay, and and bird and birds and shit tweeting with sunshine. Okay, then... <laughs> tweeting with sunshine. <laughs> They're pooping out rainbows. It's crazy times. Yeah, and the shack is remade. Beautiful. Oh, into what? Just a uh, like beautiful a, a livable, shack? a livable place. Okay. Yeah, and he's mystified. He looks around and he looks in the window and he goes inside. And the the and it's again Octavia f- comes in and it's the black lady from from ni- next 1960s. door sixties. Yeah. Okay. And she walks in and she goes, Mackenzie Allen Phillips. And it's this trope that, like, of the wise, the wise, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This trope the, mag- the magical movie. Negro. The magical, yeah, exactly. And she's <clears throat> and she's unaged, completely unchanged. And next to her is an Asian woman off to the side, <laughs> going, "Hello, um, I'm Buddhism." <laughs> she, no, no, she's the Holy Spirit. Wait, okay, so wait a minute. One is Jesus, Octavia Spencer is God, yep. and the Asian woman off to the side is the Holy Spirit? Yep. Okay. Yep. So far, so good. Anyways, Sounds good. She walks up and she says, can I have your gun and coat, coat please? And he's like, "And he's like, okay, fine. And he's like, how about some, she says, how about some in- introductions? And he, he's like, you can call me what Nan does, you know, Papa. Uh-huh. Anyways, she says, you've met my son, Jesus, and the Asian lady, Sirayu, is the Holy Spirit. Wow, which they're being of, awfully direct, aren't they? And then all of a sudden he's like, he's like, which one of you is? Because they're trying to explain away the Trinity with this stupid shit. Yeah. And and he, they're, they all say, I am at once and it's like oh, no and then she walks up to him and she's like I know how much you know how much I love you no and he starts crying and the Holy Spirit collects his tears in a vial she what? she like she values them oh that much the in a creepy way yeah and he says he needs yeah. to step out because he thinks he's going crazy he walks onto the desk and Jesus hand he walks out to the dock and Jesus hands him the note all torn up but it's all put back together and I'm like oh so he's like fucking Mary Poppins yeah yeah anyways and he's like, what am I supposed to do here? And he, Jesus says, you can go fishing or hiking or talk to Papa in the kitchen. Stop by my workshop later and see what I've been working on. It's horrible. Uh, oh, boy. It's horrible. What, what, is, what is he been working I'm on? I'm not going to tell you. You got to tell him now because it's almost an hour. No. Is it almost an hour? Yeah, I don't yes. care. No. Tell me now. Last, Jason, what is he you're working on? how long these are. Please You're... tell me it's one of those mich- those machines that ladies ride. It's a crucifix. They crucify him. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> and okay, so Oct- Octavia is just standing there, go- doing you know, very you know, typical white person directing, directing and telling them to act like a black person. So she's li- listening to hip hop. Oh, okay, cool. And she stops the music, and he walks up, and he's like, "Am I dead?" And she goes, "Do you feel dead?" And I'm like, oh, "Stupid tautology. It's, it's it's apologetics crap." Yeah. <clears throat> And he's like, well, if you knew that I would come, then how was it a choice? Why did you bring me back here? And she's like, because here is where you got stuck. You know, like, duh, just get over your fucking problems, you idiot. It's that easy. This is where you got stuck. I know that you're going through something so horrible, but we're going to give you something that no human being on Earth gets. Magic time with three fictional characters. Anyways, and he's like, I always pictured you with a white beard. And she goes, I think you're thinking of Santa. And I'm like, exactly, exactly. Anyway, she's like, I'm so fond of you. I want to heal that wound in you. And I'm like, fuck you. Anyway, Mm -hmm. he's like, so the first thing he starts off with is, why did you let my little girl die? Yeah, that makes sense. And that's the best question ever. And And he's like, if you're all powerful and then, and he's like, where were you when I needed you? And she's like, well, when you lose, when you, when all you see is pain, you lose sight of me. It's like, 
What? It's apologetics crap. I don't understand. When... It's like it's like oh you're it, you know what it's you know what it's called? I, it's called wishy washy language. It just sounds uh. pretty. You see your pain and you lose sight of me. It's like no, you're you're there. Fucking help yeah. me. If you exist, you're there. Help you, me. You wrote this whole script, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Explain that. In fact, you wrote this part where we I meet you if yeah. if we're following along. Yeah. So this is really self serving, isn't it? <laughs> and he's like. He's like, well, how can you help me when you, how can you do this when you couldn't help me? And then she says, well, the, later she's like, well, the, the truth sets everyone free. And he, in his, he has a name and he's out in the woodshed. Jesus. Hey, okay, I, yeah, I get it. Yeah. And then uh, she's like, you, he said, uh, he says to her, you abandoned him too, which is true. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he says, yeah, you're, she, so of course she's just like, yeah, you're just misunderstanding because you don't see the whole picture. It's like, yeah, tell me the picture in yeah. what, in what, in what universe is it okay for you to let what happened what happened and for me to be okay with it Mm -hmm. anyways so she shows the scars on her wrists from the crucifixion because apparently it had an effect on all three of them okay anyways he goes outside on the porch and they're looking at he's mad so he's looking at a blue jay and she says papa says it was created to fly no it fucking wasn't (laughs) anyways if and and uh she says if pain is left unresolved you'll forget what you were created for what's that oh the worship me forever and ever oh that's right i forgot yeah, yeah. jason was never a christian so that's please, why. please tell me satan's in this place okay so at dinner the 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 good lord reveals to to um mac that his son has a girlfriend that ali is the girlfriend because they don't really explain that okay um and the holy spirit um it says out loud that oh he's still having trouble believing this is real and then they ask how's kate like they don't already know how the daughter is and he's like, yeah oh, she's defiant and they're like he and all of a sudden he says oh my god after eating the last bite of the food and he's uh, like sorry for saying that and then the the, the big the, you know octavia looks at him she's like i didn't make it and they all laugh ha, 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 ha. i don't because saying oh my god is a sin but who made it uh the holy spirit i think <laughs> And okay, so he asks, so he asks the three of them, "If you're real, then you're already going to know what I'm. You already know what I'm going to say." Yeah. And they say, "We choose to listen as if it's the first time." And then they're like, "That's not Mac. an answer." Yeah, that's yeah, it's not. Be, it would be pointless for them to do so either. Anyway, mm-hmm. show Mac your handiwork, Jesus. Okay, so. They lay on, they're laying on their backs on the dock looking at the stars because apparently that's Jesus' handiwork. Not what's in the woodshed, which comes for later. Okay. Anyways. How is the stars? That's not how that happened. There were stars before he was around even. No, because Jesus was there at the creation. That's that's part of the... Oh, okay. They just didn't mention him. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> And he's like, I'm more relaxed with you. And then he's, they go on in this long philosophical conversation. He's like, love is meant to exist in a relationship. You are at the center of our love and purpose. Okay. It's just uh-huh. like a wishy-washy, bumble-wumble language that makes people feel better. Anyway. Okay. So they, they both walk back to the cabin, and the Holy Spirit and Papa are dancing to, um... Oh, it's not If You Like Pina Coladas. I can't remember the song. It's something dumb like that. Okay. Anyways, he's laying on the bed, and in the top in the top drawer of the bedstand table is a copy of the Bible, which he falls asleep reading. Of course. He has a floating dream over the mountains, kind of like they're floating over the misty mountain in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And all of a sudden he hears his daughter calling to him and he's trying to chase her in the woods but she keeps getting farther and farther away as uh-huh. this guy is running off with a child anyway he wakes up with a cold sweat mm-hmm. 
and he goes out to the into the 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 porch on the morning, and there's Papa uh, Octavia sitting there mm-hmm. on the porch, and she's humming, and she says, "Morning, Mac," and she asks if you like if he likes Neil Young, and she says, "I love his music. I'm especially fond of him." Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's breakfast, and she says, "Dreams are important," and it's like it's she says uh. they're, like, they're like opening a window and letting out ba- the bad air out of it. She pours him some coffee, and he's like, "Don't you get mad? Don't you get mad at people doing bad things?" And he's like, she says, what parent doesn't? And then he says, isn't that where your wrath comes in? And she says, I don't need to punish people. Sin is its own punishment, which is, again, wishy-washy language for the fact that God causes deaths. He causes, directly causes the deaths of human beings. Don't fall asleep. We gotta fall asleep because this is boring as shit. No, you better wake the fuck up it and make some It is the most jokes. boring thing I've ever heard in my life. You better wake the fuck up it's and It's nothing but a bunch jokes. of empty platitudes. And it's made worse because I'm hearing a second person. I can only imagine how... How did you stay awake during this? Do your job. No, sleeping. Good night. You are proving more and more that he loves Steve more than me. Oh, my God. I do, but, you know, why did you have to bring it up here? (laughs) Oh, Holy Spirit, collect my tears. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they taste so good. Uh, yeah, yeah, let me rub them on my nipples. Uh, oh, yeah. An Asian lady starts stripping. She's like, this is what the Holy Spirit does. Why do we think of myself? <laughs> I am Holy Spirit. You're uh, a Holy Spirit? That's what I say. The <laughs> Holy Spirit. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. I'm such a big whore. Anyways. He explains, he's like, he's like, what good comes from my daughter's death? <sighs> and essentially she says, oh, you just don't understand all of this. Oh, yeah. Well, how, he, do you think there was going to be an answer? <laughs> and he's like, he's, she said that she, he's flawed because she doesn't think that, he, that God is good. That's essentially uh, what it is. Yeah, and she know. says, my love fixes everything. Trust me. And he's like, no, my daughter's dead. And he throws the teacup and breaks it against the wall, which is, yeah. I would have thrown it at her forehead. <laughs> Yeah, I would have. Yeah, and I, then I would have cut. I would have attacked a deity. <laughs> I would have attacked a deity that that is obviously proven that they have a lot of power right before my eye. Actually, you know what? They haven't proven shit. He no, could be no. hallucinating. Yeah, he could be having a really. He could have been hit by that truck, and this is the effect of the blood leaving his brain. <laughs> All right, so he runs off into the woods and the Holy Spirit comes upon them and and says, well, if you're going to leave, here are your keys, because he forgot his keys. And she's like, well, we want to heal you. No, you don't. Let me show you something. And she's like, let me show you something in the garden. And that's when she pours the tears on her nipples. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, okay, now watch what I do. (laughs) Because, of course, an Asian person is really good at gardening. I've put 20 ping pong balls up there. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. It's a flourishing garden grove that's like overgrown and uh, yeah, yeah, and um, it's a messy ass garden, honestly. And and she tells them to cut down the weeds to start anew. Anyways, it's stupid. They start digging a hole and they and and uh, she says, "Don't touch that. It's poisonous." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "What's it doing here if it's poisonous?" And she goes, "You're presuming poison is bad." So you see what we're going with this? No, I don't care. <sighs> okay, so she says, "If you take this poison and combine it with this flower, it's actually a healing thing." Great. Like, oh, you're not seeing the whole picture uh-huh. it's a stupid metaphor anyway so she yeah. says how can you discern good from evil what's your basis for knowing this which is the stupid question the stupid christian question that always gets asked 
how what's your basis for knowing good and evil and he gives mm-hmm. the answer that anyone would give it's good if it's good for me and it's good for the people i love then it's good mm-hmm. and then he she says and then he says if it's bad it does the opposite and she goes that makes you the judge then huh well she's not angry mm-hmm. but it's just stupid and she goes have you ever been wrong changed your mind over time and then it's because apparently if he changes his mind it means that that morality is changed when really it's not that at all okay. you've just grown and changed okay mm-hmm. and she says well different people with different opinions of what is good and bad when you're when your good clashes with your neighbor's bad wars happen uh-huh and no war has ever been caused under god's name right <laughs> yeah but then they, you know what they don't say that it, uh-huh. because because then you would they you they you know of course then god would say yeah but stalin and pol pot and hitler were atheists yeah but no they okay, weren't but we slaughtered so many people in your name so please explain that they weren't atheists that's the thing they just outlawed a religion in there because yeah, they but wanted I mean, to be worshipped the whole God, point so. is i don't give a damn about the mischaracterization of other, pe- of other people they're like because yeah, that's what causes war and i'm like no religion differences in religion cause war in fact yeah. it's been the predominant cause of war for a really long time until we discovered how fun money is yeah anyways and she says you weren't meant to play god in like a really sad way i want to play god i'm god and then she she points to the rest of the garden she's like this mess is you you will be you know what i'm sorry i was drunk what'd you say lady he walks away something about ping pong balls and jesus is outside of the workshop and he's a carpenter with real wood even though two thousand years ago in judea he wouldn't have had any fucking pine to work with he wouldn't have been a real carpenter he would have worked with stones and shit no there was wood you you had to import it but there was still forest and stuff yeah no because he was so poor he probably couldn't have afforded no no he knew a trade he was was a carpenter he's good i have one of his cabinets Sure, I have a Jesus Christ cabinet. I have one of his spice racks. Anyways, he's working on the beds, and then he's like, oh, the Holy Spirit made you stay. And he's like, let's walk. Let's go look at something on the lake. <clears throat> let's use the pole to go fishing. Blah, blah, blah. So he rows out onto the lake and waits for Jesus to come meet him. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking in another boat. No, he's going to walk out. Of course he is. Okay, so anyway, he hears his daughter's voice on the lake. It's the older uh-huh. daughter screaming in the scene from before when his the son is overturned in the boat. Right. He looks around and his son is in the water and he reaches right. in and he pulls it back out and his hand is covered in oil. This is Oh no. Let's use Freudian archetypes even though Christians rebuked Freud for th- like a hundred fucking years. And for good reason because he was full of shit anyway. No, but the point is that they're using him now because they, they're they like, let's add a little that's psychology. Like, that's like diarrhea rebuking poop. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. You smell. <laughs> You smell so hoary. <laughs> anyway, the boat starts breaking apart. And all Yay. of a sudden, Jesus walks up on the water and he's like, he's like, look at me instead of your pain. Like, looking at Christ will fix your pain. <laughs> How? <laughs> well, that's, dude, this shit is actually, this is the reason that I, I, I want you to make more jokey jokes. This I'm type not... of shit was told to me. Yeah, I know. That if you look at Christ and just give him all, you'll forget about the fact that you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> The fact well, that that's you... the whole idea is that they no, think no, that if you just dedicate... No, no, it's not just that, but the fact that, you know, the, the first time I ever heard this said to me that way, I had just left a woman at an abortion clinic and vowed never to talk to her again. I was a piece of shit. I that had was done the, something wrong. That's the most Christian you ever were. <laughs> yeah, I understand that, but in reality, I had just wronged her. Like, I should I have been there to support her, and she wanted me there, and I'm like, don't go in there, I'll... Or I'll never talk to you again. And she's like, oh, go fuck yourself. This 
is my this is the woman who eventually gave birth to my my daughter. Yeah. You know, I'm a piece of shit for that. Not No. <laughs> you know what I'm Oh, well I was then. Yeah, no, no. Jason, that uh, was wrong. I don't know. No, no, it was that was you were wrong. Yeah, sure. Yeah. No. And and that was the part that I really needed to see. Not look at fucking Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I needed to look at what I had look, done. Look, but I mean, things change. <laughs> you you grew out of it. You're fine now. It's kind of like when I was I masturbating know, dogs I'm... as a kid. I don't do it now because I know it's wrong. <laughs> I love you. You too. Read. Get on with it. Okay. So nothing's going to happen. He's going to cry, and then something, and then there'll be the he, end. He, no, no, no. He looks at Jesus, and then all of a sudden, the oil disappears, and the boat's fine again. And then Jesus goes to him and takes his hand and helps him walk on water because he believes. And and then he says, "You you imagine a future without me, and that future doesn't exist. It's stupid." Uh-huh walk with me on the fucking water because uh-huh. I, you know what I still fail to see how this proves that the person is God no it doesn't it just but proves I mean, that they're a magician yeah or that they can defy the laws of physics well it, it still does what I don't like about it is, is the underlying message is of course nothing matters so long as you have faith and if so long as you have faith and you concentrate everything on this um, now granted in this in this story they're real but in real life this imaginary person that can never actually talk to you unless of course you have a psychotic break and you start telling people no they talk to me no one believes you and they all think you're crazy if you actually started walking around going if if this man went back to town and said you'll never believe what happened this weekend i went out to that shack i met the, the holy spirit jesus and, and god and they all told me all this stuff and i'm feeling like, great would now would you like to go check into bellevue no don't touch me anyway so what they did was first they made a pie and then and, and god was a black lady don't touch here. me <laughs> anyways, anyways. So he says, uh, he's, he, they, they're walking along, and Jesus points to a fish, and he's like, You see that big, beautiful one there? Mm-hmm. I've been trying to catch that one for three months. And he's like, well, the, the guy's like, well, Why don't you just make him come to you? And he's like, Where's the fun in that? Ha ha ha, metaphor. Ha ha yeah. ha ha ha. Anyways, uh-huh. and he says, You're, you're, you're not like all the religious stuff that, that, you know, that's taught to me. And he's like, Oh, religion is too hard. And he goes, I want to be a good Christian. And then Jesus is like, Well, I'm not a Christian. Yep. Get it? Ha ha ha. Yeah. He's not, anyways. He's not, though. <sighs> I want people to be changed by knowing Papa, I've never felt I've never felt that. I can help you. Follow and he and all of a sudden you see this dark path. Uh oh. And he's like, follow that path until it's end. It, it's like the cave is, in Empire Strikes. Is Darth back. Vader in there? Is he gonna be at the end <laughs> yes, of it? Yes, I was just I'm like there is a default place. Okay. Anyways, and he goes, I'll be with you, but I'll be waiting here. He literally says, I will be with you yeah. the whole time, but I'll be waiting is he here. Is he poking at a back. stick? And it's at the top the of a fucking mountain. You it's will like, not it's like, need them. It's, it's like he's going to visit Pai Mei. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he says, keep going once you hit the end of the trail. And it's just a stone wall on the side of a mountain. And he goes, Ooh. go. And he goes, go through it. And he pushes his hand through the rock. Like uh, like he's going through the, the 28 and a half step at, in Harry Potter. Or whatever <laughs> you call it. The 10 and the three quarters. Train, yeah. uh-huh. Anyways, he calls out and no one's in there. And he goes, oh, I'm like, oh, gee, I wonder what he's going to learn in here. And he's like, and then all of a sudden there's darkness. And all of a sudden there's light. And this lady in a dress appears. And it's a new Ooh, lady. Because apparently it's not it's not a, a triune god. It's a quatroon god. Quatroon oh, okay. God. Is it quatroon? Are they going to get to a little, yeah. you know, 
Anyways, <laughs> she goes, oh, yeah, they should. Um, oh, the actress is really famous, too, and I didn't put down her name, damn it. Oh, well. Anyways, he goes, who are you? And her, she goes, my name is Wisdom. He sure goes, it is. So you know why you're here. Today is a very serious day. You're here for judgment. And he goes, they said I wasn't dead. And she goes, you don't believe. He's, he's, she's like, no, you're not You're not dead. She goes, but you don't believe that God is good. And then he, he asks, is Missy his child? And she says, of course. And he says, then no, I don't believe God is good. Yeah, good Which for is you. a reasonable response. But yeah. we, fuck reason. We're just going to throw that shit out the window. You know what? The script of logic. I, I wrote it because I'm God. Just throw it out the window. <laughs> And then she says, she says, well, if that's what you believe, then come sit on this throne because you're what God the... now. Oh, I get it. There's always this. They, they always go straight to the hyperbole mm-hmm. with their metaphors. It's like, no, no, no. If you can judge this one situation is bad and, mm-hmm. and the God who let it happen is bad, then you, then you be God. It's like, no, shut the fuck up and listen to yeah. what I'm saying. So anyway, he goes fine. And he, you know, and uh, he goes and sits on the throne and she's like, do you have something to confess? And he says, you know what? I did because he killed his fucking dad. Yeah. And then she goes, you're not you're not here to be judged for that. Like, I'm like, why not? What? Wait, <laughs> it says he, he broke two commandments at the he same time. He murdered and disobeyed his father. <laughs> but we're not judging him for that. He doesn't even... He, why did... You know what? The end of the movie wasn't him going to the police and saying, I poisoned my father when I was a child. <laughs> I don't know if they could... There could be maybe the statute of limitations too long. He was too There isn't the one time. for murder. There when isn't one for murder. When you're 13. Yeah, it doesn't matter. For murder, it would have to reopen. They'd have to open an investigation. Yeah, okay, but the end of the movie is not that, which is what it should be. Yeah. Right? So anyways, she goes she goes, "No, no, no. You get to judge. You get to judge everything because you're the expert." And he sits on the throne and, and he's like, he, "Okay." He, he essentially took the bait. He took the Christian bait. You get to mm-hmm. be the judge. And it's like yeah, a lot of people have differing ideas about what morality is, mm-hmm. but usually it generally falls within a general don't kill, don't murder, don't rape, don't molest children, don't, don't steal, don't, don't yeah. Yeah, and, you know, and then there are certain things where it's like, okay, well, in this particular situation, you needed to steal so, to eat, so it's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or if somebody put a gun to your head and said, do this, and then you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You had to disrespect your parents because they were murderer psychopaths that took drugs and, and took uh, turns on the weekends fucking you. So yeah. you you decided to kill them or run away. Okay. Rather than do what the Bible said, which is respect them and, uh, or honor them. <laughs> so he says, who am I supposed to judge? And she goes, well, what about bad people? Are they guilty? You know, they go, they go, she actually goes through a very long diatribe of describing bad people like child mm-hmm. molesters and murderers and shit like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's, and she, he's like, are they, she says, are they guilty? And he's like, well, yeah. And he goes, men who beat their wives. She goes, men who beat their wives. And he's like, like, yeah, fathers who beat their sons. Yeah. And then and she goes, would you judge yourself? And then you see you see in a vision in the in the back of the corner him poisoning his dad. And yeah, and she goes, you already ju- you already judged yourself. Mm-hmm. So you judged yourself as evil. And she, he, what about your daughter's killer? And is he guilty? And, and he's like, well, fuck, yeah. He doesn't say fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and he says, <laughs> and she says, what about the father who twisted him into what he was? And he's like, yeah, why not? And I would have said, wait, wait. So because bad thing happened. 
happened to him when he was a kid that yeah. excuses his behavior? Is that what you're trying to imply? Yeah. And he goes, yeah, why not? And, and, and she goes, isn't God accountable? And he goes, do you want me to say it? And she's like, he's like, yeah, absolutely. He's to blame, which mm-hmm. he is. Yeah. He is. This is his thing. He You can said snap it your fingers, do this whatever. This is what I was getting at with the trolley problem. Mm-hmm. If you are there and you, it's not just that. You're the one who laid down the tracks. You're the one who laid down the switch. You're the one who made the situation because you, made you the people. are the creator. You made the people. If Ultimately, you, you're the one responsible for the decision that's been made. If if the if the death of that person, it, it, it's your fault. It is mm-hmm. your fault. Whether or not you pull the lever, it is your fault. That's the part that bugs <laughs> me about this. <laughs> but then, and then, and then, what she does is she thinks that she, whoever wrote this book thinks that they're turning the tables. They well, yeah, think, it's just another apologetic. They, they think that they're they're turning the tables so cleverly, and they're not. It's stupid. She goes, if it's easy to judge God, then judge one of your children. Okay. And he's, she says, one will have to go to hell, and one will have to go to heaven. And you Why? know what? I fucking slam my fist against the table, because that is exactly what a Nazi would do. <laughs> Choose between one of your children. But what did they... What did they do? Oh, I'm sorry. That your son is sneaking out to visit the girlfriend and being disobedient. Your so, daughter is being disobedient. Your so, children. This is what I'm thinking. Your children are being normal fucking children. Yeah, yeah. Eat up. Eat a pile of dog shit. I would say they did nothing wrong. Next. I would say they did nothing. <laughs> yeah, I would say they did nothing wrong. So, Next. And not only that, what about this hell place? What do you learn when you go there? Yeah. It's can a, I ta- hey, it's can a I, punishment. Can, I would like to ask, uh, can I talk to the person that's in charge of the hell place? Oh, you mean that's God? Okay, never mind. I already talked to them. No, no, no. Funny how Satan. they never mention that, that, it. That's Satan. Oh, no, 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 no. Built by and managed by. Sorry, ultimately the owner is. God. <laughs> he may be the temporary manager, but let's face some facts. Well, this is the thing, though. I was, I was not when, when I first read this. I wasn't even thinking that they were going to mention hell. But of course, the thing, why is it there? Because this movie seems absolutely way too long for this show. It's it's two hours and fourteen minutes long. <laughs> yeah, we're almost done. We're almost done. Why no, is the hell even... there? Why is it there? Why is hell there? What's it for? Well, of course, because people need to be punished forever. So okay, anyway, because that's sa- moral. She <laughs> says because a punishment it doesn't in, by definition entail that the person gets out of it. Eventually, no, of course not. Unless it's death. No, no. I think what we should do is we should take a page, we should take a page out of it, and we should torture people forever while they're alive as punishments. <laughs> okay. So anyway, she says, "Make your choice," and he says, "And because he falls for the bait, he says, I can't do this." Mm-hmm. It, it and as a as a fucking metaphor, this disproves the unfairness. That this di- disproves the fairness of God's judgment. It's stupid. Yeah, it's no. stupid. Of of course, he doesn't want to send either of his kids to hell. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't have the right to judge something as good or bad. But here's here's the here's the <laughs> the worst part of it. Yeah. Because he cannot make the decision, it makes him more morally correct. Because the implication is, of course, is that God can. God will sit down and, and make. God can punish his own children. Yeah. God is able to do that. Okay. And he, despite the fact that God says, "Oh, I feel really bad about it," bullshit. You're. I, I hate. I don't know. I could probably kind of tally up the numbers, but no one's good enough to live to, to be in your club. Nobody. Nobody mm-hmm. is that clean. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But not unless. And then the father, go, the father says, "If this is the choice that has to be made, what would you say, Jason?" What? 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 It, then this is the choice that I would make. Take mm-hmm. me then instead of my children. Oh yeah, I'd say that. Yeah, because that's the whole fucking point. 
because God was inconvenienced for a weekend 2,000 years ago. And by mm-hmm. the way, if you come back to life, yeah. guess what? You, yeah, you didn't it wasn't really a really thing, You was didn't it? really do anything. I'm sorry, but no. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I've seen children tortured worse than you. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I have. Mm. So your little bad weekend doesn't impress me. Mm-hmm. I don't I've, weep I've, over, over this thing that you voluntarily did. Yeah. Sorry. I've, don't. I've watched the light go out of a hundred-year-old woman's eyes. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've watched people suffer. So yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I I, I would, I'm gladly going to swipe that shit under the carpet. Anyways, <laughs> he's like, I'll go in their place, and wow, lesson learned there because you had some stupid philosophical quandary. Anyway, mm-hmm. um. Anyways, and uh, that's how God. Oh, and by the way, if they're going to use that. Way to wait for a really goddamn long time to do it. <laughs> After all of the horrors that is of the Old Testament, if you think about this, it's like, no, 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 I, I'll go in, I'll go in their place. And it's like, well, what would you had planned if you hadn't come up with the whole I'll go in their place plan? Was it destroy everybody? I thought you promised not to do that again. <laughs> mm. Okay. Okay. And she says, well, that's how God thought, because that's the lesson. Anyways. And he says, mm-hmm. did you use my daughter? Did he use my daughter to punish me? I didn't deserve it. And uh, he says, he, he God isn't like that. It, that that wasn't his doing. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Yes, it Whose was. was it then? He says, it was a work of evil. Therefore, it had nothing to do with him. And then uh, the, he's like, well, there's got to be a better way. And yes, that involves trusting God. And also, and it he, goes right back to the question, why does God allow evil to do anything? Yeah, but he's already learned the lesson because you go back in a circle. To save yourself from, from, from a punishment that God created for no reason in a universe mm-hmm. that he created, you know, around yeah. and around and around. Anyways. Uh, so, uh, where are we? He's like, I don't want to be the judge anymore. And then, and then all of a sudden you see a waterfall and through the waterfall, you see these children frolicking on the horizon with Jesus. And then this one little girl comes down and it's his daughter in heaven. Of course it is. And I got to tell you, this is another bullshit thing because according to the Bible, if she did not accept Jesus when she was a child Mm -hmm. and believe and know what she was accepting, guess what? She's in hell. Bernie, Bernie, bad place. Yeah. But, uh, I'm guessing that what they're implying is that she did understand and she knew and but she was questioning it right before she died sorry to say anyways ah so uh he's he he blames himself and the daughter doesn't think that 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 it's his fault and so Mm -hmm. he's like so let go and he washes his face in the waterfall and he's baptized oh anyways so then he goes back to the beach and Jesus is still waiting for him there after this whole Yoda Darth Vader thing. Yeah. And uh, it's terrible and wonderful and he hugs him and he's proud of him and they run on the water together. They run on the water together. Uh, no, that isn't what happens. He's back on the porch and he's talking to Papa and he says, Papa, I've been pretty hard on you. And he's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, it's okay. And then he says, thank you for letting me see my daughter again. I was joyful seeing you together. I don't orchestrate the tragedy. Tragedies. I I don't orchestrate the tragedies. They just happen. Yes, they yes. You do. They just happen. And then he says, "Well, how how can you forgive me?" And she goes, "That's because love what love does." And men are so tedious sometimes. That's how it ends. That that not not the movie, but that's how that scene ends. This is like the Return of the King. Oh. Just so you know, okay. It ends and then it ends and then it ends and then it ends. <laughs> uh, and they're is like, it the "Where?" End yet? <laughs> 
where are you going? And they go through this field of wheat and they watch the sunset. And then she, Sarayu goes, I'm going to let you see what we see. And she puts her hands over his face and everything is aurora. And you can see the beautiful night sky. You see the, the great galactic pain and all this crap yeah, yeah. on the horizon. And, and then all of a sudden you see a beautiful starry night and these ghosts come out of the horizon and they're like the whole aurora. And she says, the emotions are like the aurora. This is what we see. And he goes, who's that? And it's his fucking dad coming uh-huh. towards him who apparently got into heaven. <laughs> Despite the fact that he strapped his child to a tree and beat him. And beat his wife. Oh, okay, great. And then there's tearful forgiveness. And Jesus fucking Christ, he hugs him and apologizes for killing his own father. <laughs> and he says, I forgive you for killing me. Like, I'm like, what the how in the hell did he even get there if he... No, well, I guess there's no sin in beating your wife and child. I, well, no, no, no. He's been forgiven because he believed in God, even though he was a drink. This is the unfairness of heaven. If Stalin got on his knees before he died and apologized mm-hmm. and believed it, that is the letter of the Christian law. He will right. get into heaven. That is that is exactly what it says. Them saving you is entirely contingent upon your belief that it will happen. <laughs> so, anyways, they hug. Yeah, they hug, and then and they the the auroras doors turn red, and then he disappears like a force ghost. <laughs> uh. Anyways, he falls asleep. The, the son falls asleep on the in the bed and then they wake up and Papa has somehow turned into a Native American man. The the same actor that's in all of the movies. He's in Maverick. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. All. He's that's that same guy that makes fun of white people like needing Native Americans for a Native American part. Right. So, anyways, it's time to go get his daughter's body. That's pretty much what this is. No. He says you need a father for this because why? Because mother. I don't know. He doesn't ask. He did, but apparently yeah. mothers are weak and they can't handle this shit. Right. They exactly. hike through the woods and there's a red mark on the rock in the shape of the the piece of cloth that was torn away and they Uh, have to find the body and then he has to heal by forgiving his daughter's murderer and he says no he should burn in hell and he goes oh so we're back to you being the judge again and he goes yeah and he's like no he says no but I'm like yeah yeah actually yeah (laughs) Yeah, you brought me right back to this place so I can see this shit are you kidding me no Anyways, um, there's a ladybug flies onto his arm and he says, I can help you forgive him. And he goes, I don't know how to do it. And all he does is tell him that he has to say it out loud. And he whispers, I forgive you. And then all of a sudden, Papa is the Native American's like, McGinsey, you're such a joy. And he's like, I'm still pissed. And he's like, well, it'll get easier. And they hike and they walk and then they find this cave that's covered by a stone. <laughs> and and it's a little stone. It's not like a big huge. And then behind it, the body of his daughter. Undecomposed, by the way. That's what they show. How? Anyways, they, they wrap her in a white linen cloth and they, they bring her. He carries her home and he hands the body to Jesus. And they open the doors of the woodshed and guess what's sitting right the fuck there? I don't care. A coffin. Oh my god. He has been carving and linseed oiling a fucking coffin for a while. <laughs> anyway, so they say, let's bring her home and they all bury her in that stupid garden and then uh-huh. and then there's hugs and shit and they sprinkle the, and then she opens up the tears and pours them on the grave and all the flowers grow up over the grave and blah blah blah. Uh-huh. And they say, 
they're they're inside the the house and they say here's a choice you can go back you can go back with your family uh, you have two choices you can go back with your family or you can come here and be with your daughter and he decides he wants to go back with his family and then he needs to be with Kate and um, and he say he asked them to stay in his life. Well, I want you to stay in my life. And they're like, I oh. And then the the Holy Spirit says, I always was. And then Jesus says, I always am. And then the Father says, I always will be. <laughs> and he wakes up on the old the floor of the old cabin, and it's snowing. Back mm-hmm. where he was when he knelt on the floor to point the gun at his head, all the way mm-hmm. back at the beginning. There's leaves. Uh, I'm sorry. He leaves, and then there he gets hit by the Mack truck. From <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't either. <laughs> he, 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 in, the, in the truck, he gets hit by the Mack truck. They transport <laughs> him back to the scene where he gets hit. It's a bad accident, but somehow he survives. And uh, Why does he get hit by the truck then? And then the friend is sitting there. Tim McGraw is sitting there, and he's like, no, that happened right after you stole my truck. And he says, no, I, I spent the weekend at the shack with God. And he's like, no, you never made it. And he's like, Papa loves you, Tim McGraw. <laughs> he, I was right. He literally got hit by that truck. Yeah, you were right. <laughs> you fucking, oh, you fucking hacks. The wife comes, the wife comes, and he's like, I have so much to tell you about Papa and Jesus and Sereu, and it's, wow, it's like the wonderful Wizard of Oz. Uh huh. <laughs> and he's like, and they don't immediately institutionalize him. Yeah, and he's like, our daughter is fine. It's not your fault. And so anyway, um, the the older daughter walks in, and he's like, it's not your fault because apparently she's been blaming herself because she thinks that she tipped the thing over and the son got drowned, and he had to choose between the little girl and his son. So she thinks it's her fault because she knocked the boat over. He's like, uh, no, it's not. It's not you. And then he's, I'm learning how to let go too because you know after all this horrible shit that's happening to me, all. I need to do is look at Jesus and forget about all the shit that's happened to me. Anyways, <laughs> and they're like, we need to forgive together. And uh, he told he tells his wife the whole story. <clears throat> and then, oh my um, god. They they magically transport to a montage of him singing Our God is an awesome God in the church. It's a montage. Our God is an awesome God, he reigns. And then all of a sudden they're going on vacation again and the great sadness. So is the gone. people who don't work are leaving again on a trip. It's like a year later, I think. And the sadness is gone, and the son and his girlfriend walk up, and that girl, the daughter's happy, and they're all happy. Uh-huh. And they go to, I believe, that they have a vacation at mm-hmm. the shack. No, they don't. I'm pretty sure. I I, st- I kind of put my face down and started slamming my fist against the table, <laughs> saying, Eat shit, you motherfucking piece of shit. No more. more. Please stop. More. Please send in your stories. I don't want to hear about another movie. I love your This was tears. hard. I love your salty tears. I love it. Shut up, you. Love your salty tears. Anyway, go to the, go to the Let Me Finish podcast website. Go to the contact page. Leave us a story there. Please do it. Please. Come on. Please. That would be good to you. We have. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Um, eat shit and die. Let me. Die. He doesn't mean that. For let <laughs> no, me. No, I meant the author of the book. Are you kidding me? For let me finish. This is Jason Harding. Eat a dick. Okay. Um. um, um salty. You're a cannibal <laughs> now, huh? <laughs> Chewy. Because you have no morality if if there's no God. Because that's how that that's works. That's right. We just run around killing each other all the time, right? Exactly. Exactly. Just like animals do, right? <laughs>
We are animals, Jason. No, but well, that's what I meant. The whole point is that you don't... And they make it seem like animals, all they do is run around and kill each other constantly. Yeah, they don't display any emotions or caregiving or, or yeah. caring for the group. Or Tolerance. Morality or, or any. You know, we haven't discovered yeah. those things in the past hundred years. Oh, wait a minute. We have. <laughs> yes, we have. Other <laughs> chimps do that. They and share with elephants. each other. elephants. We don't, we don't even have to be oh, in, oh, within no, our own not groups. Just that. I, how about dogs? Yeah. Isn't that funny? Birds. Octopuses. <laughs> Jellyfish. You can't get much weirder or far away from us than that. Okay, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Here's another alien. How about um bees? Bees, yeah, bees. Bees. No, 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 no. That's just you looking at it from your human eyes and anthropomorphizing. No, we have actually discovered this. Do you think bees this. go, wow, humans are so much like us sometimes? <laughs> They probably do, especially when I, you know what? I actually killed a bee the other day with oven cleaner. <laughs> Why did you do oven that? Oven cleaner is so cool because it was I was I was out on the porch having a smoke and it couldn't escape and I'm like that fucking thing keeps flying at me and then it keeps bouncing off the little the fucking netting and it won't it can't get out and it's gonna fucking sting me. It was huge. It was like three <laughs> inches long. So I sprayed oven cleaner on it and it fell down. And it was like. Nye, nye, You've never seen the hornets from China, have you? It melted. It melted. There are hornets in China that are as, as, as yes, big as I your palm. Yes, I have seen them. Yes, yes, I have seen I them. I want one. <laughs> All right, good night, everybody. Or good All right, day good night, whatever. everybody. Happy train, happy train ride next to a hobo. Good night. What does that mean? <laughs> whenever you're listening to this. Whenever. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever you're doing. Don't kill the hobo. <laughs> Happy quietly masturbating in a public restroom while listening to Addie's buttery voice. Happy happy having sex with your wife on the floor of a of a red robin bathroom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good night. Goodbye. 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 The Lemmy Finish podcast is a Lemmy Listen podcast production with Atticus Blake and Jason Harding. With music by Kevin McLeod. Produced by Jason Harding. You can find more Lemmy Listen podcasts at our website at www.letmelistenpodcasts.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, and iTunes. Please like and leave a review. And thank you for listening.